feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the ticket in a little white book. In a cap, she looked much older. And Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, breaking news, House Republicans have failed to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. An unbelievable moment for many reasons. Obviously, there have been many issues with our wide open southern border, and you would have thought this would have been an easy vote. But the fact that several Republicans held out, that is one issue. The other issue is, of course, the fact that you don't bring a vote to the floor of the House of Representatives unless you believe you have the votes. So there are a lot of mistakes made tonight because they said through committee last night that they were pushing it forward indicating that they had expected that they would be fine and they would have the votes. And so they put it forward and it comes down to a dramatic 216 to 214. In other words, those who say they are against impeaching him win the day. And here's that historic moment. Let's play that moment that just happened a little bit ago. On this vote... The yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. You could hear the reaction. And the Republicans in the House of Representatives, that is shameful. You don't bring a vote that you don't expect to win. They didn't have to. Suddenly they made it sound like, oh, gosh, okay, we're going to hurry up. And do this vote. First it was rush, rush, rush. And then it was wait, wait, wait. And then suddenly it was rush, rush, rush again. And it sounded like they surely thought they had the votes. But they clearly did not. It is obviously also a sign at a time like this where votes are so razor thin in the House of Representatives that every single vote counts. And of course, a number of different factors came into play. Uh, There was Representative Hal Rogers, Republican of Kentucky, came back uh, from a vote. So there's some issues with that. Um, There was also uh, Steve Scalise. He was the absentee vote in this case uh, because he is undergoing blood cancer treatments. So there's some things that are obviously out of people's control. But suddenly the vote, and you could hear it on the floor, there was just tremendous disappointment and tremendous frustration and a shocking moment, too, as it happened, because you could tell that people on the committee thought it was going to go through and thought that it was essentially a done deal. Even if it was a razor thin boat, they thought that it would be a done deal. So what is your reaction tonight? My goodness, if I was there in the House of Representatives, it would have been a five second vote. It would have been, is he derelict in his duties? Is he not protecting the homeland? 
His job is to be the Homeland Security Secretary, that clearly he is not fulfilling his responsibility and protecting the homeland. I can't think of a more important issue than that. And yet there were not enough votes in a razor-thin majority by the Republicans. There were also a number of Republicans that also took issue initially and joined with Democrats in opposing the impeachment. Uh, We heard along the way in recent days, Ken Buck was one of the folks who spoke out against it. He said he doesn't like the idea of impeaching a sitting secretary, that it sets a dangerous precedent. Mike Gallagher was also speaking that way as well. But clearly the chairman, Mark Green, had anticipated that it would be different when they finally got to the floor and finally had to cast their votes for history, not just amongst their fellow colleagues, but also for history. This is really a troubling time. It comes after 1.8 million known Godaways have entered the United States only in the last year or so under this president. And this man, Alejandro Mayorkas, the man whose job is to be in charge of the border, is now going to carry on. And boy, will they carry on, because I am telling you, the rhetoric that we're hearing from the Biden team in the last day or so is just unbelievable. It has been so heightened and so vitriolic. Listen, first of all, let's also be clear. There was no chance that it was going to go through in the Senate, even if they had passed it in the House and said, "Okay, we're going to impeach him. Then we're going to have a trial to decide whether or not he will be removed. That's the Senate's job. But you could tell that it wasn't going to go anywhere. The Democrats have control of the Senate. But I still think that it was worthy of at least carrying through with that issue and actually carrying through with an impeachment of him. Even if the minute it got to the Senate, there may not have been, maybe there would have been a full-blown hearing with a trial, with witnesses and so forth. And that could have been very compelling information to present, no doubt, to the American public, even if that's all it did. Just remind them of the facts. Remind them that there are 85 thousand missing children that the Biden administration has no idea where they are and they don't seem to care where they are. They don't ever seem to address it. They don't address fentanyl. They don't address a lot of these major, major, major big issues. So for all of these reasons, guys, I still think it was something that should have gone through and it clearly should have been, I think, a resounding yes. And shame on also the Democrats, too, tonight for them saying, you know what? He's a good guy. And boy, is he doing a good job at securing the border. Uh, They need smelling salts out there if that's what they think is really going on at the border. They're drinking some really strong uh, moonshine if they think that he and the president are doing a good job at the border. And this comes as President Biden has been really ramping up the vitriol. If you had heard us earlier today on Cats and Cosby, the great show that I'm lucky enough to host with the great John Katzmatidis, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on WABC Radio. And we always have so many great, incredible newsmakers there. And John and I were talking about the fact of the rhetoric that is coming from President Biden. 
It is an unbelievable layout of vitriol and an unbelievable layout of hogwash. I couldn't believe it today. This is the guy who is out there saying he's the unifier in chief. And yet today when he said, oh, it's the Republicans that don't want to seal the border. And he blamed it on President Trump. He said, I'm just trying my best to secure the border and the Democrats are doing everything. And it's those darn Trumpers uh, that seem to be blocking the way. What kind of revisionist history is he partaking in? That is really a doozy, but I got to play it for you because he went over and over and over again. And you could tell that's what they're going to be saying, because remember that lousy border bill that was pushed down originally, supposed to come out of the Senate. Even the Senate didn't want to push it out because they knew it was so lousy. And the Republicans that were pushing for it in the Senate, shame on you. But here is President Biden saying it's all MAGA, 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 and boy, we're doing such a great job securing the border, if not for MAGA. I'll be taking this issue to the country, and the voters are going to know that it's not just a moment. Just at the moment, we're going to secure the border and fund these other programs. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no, because they're afraid of Donald Trump. (laughs) Afraid of Donald Trump. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. That is such a lie to say the only reason the border is not secure is because of Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. The reason the border is not secure, Mr. President, you have had the tools You've had the laws. You just don't want to implement the laws that are on the books right now. You took off Remain in Mexico, where they would have remained in Mexico. And when they were vetted, then they could have come into the country if they qualified for asylum. He took that off. He could put it back within a minute. And he refuses to do so. He refuses to end catch and release. He refuses to do all these things. And now suddenly, because He's now calling it a crisis. You know what the crisis is? The crisis is his poll numbers. He's seeing the poll numbers. He's seeing them plummet. And he's seeing the American public going, we are deeply concerned about what's happening on our southern border. We're deeply concerned about national security. We are deeply concerned about who's coming into our country that could potentially wish to do us harm, maybe sleeper cells. Issues that are happening within our own community. You look in New York, where we're based. You look at what happened with the migrants that were beating up the police officers. That shoplifting ring the other day where you see the woman being dragged on a street in Brooklyn, trying to hold on to her belongings as a guy on a moped, an illegal migrant trying to speed off. Well, she's still attached. These are horrible scenes that will never be erased from our memory. And yet this president wants us to believe that he's doing everything he can and Republicans don't care about the border. That is so far from the truth. Here's a little bit more of some of the president's statements earlier today from the White House, no less. Republicans have to decide. For years, they said they want to secure the border. Now they have the strongest border bill this country has ever seen. We're seeing statements about how many oppose the bill now. Look, I understand the former president is desperately trying to stop this bill because it's not, he's not interested in solving the border problem. He wants a political issue to run against me. 
I've all but said that across the board. No one really denies that, that I'm aware of. The American people want a solution that puts an end to the empty political rhetoric, which has failed to do anything for so long. Yeah, so long, because you have decided to keep that border open. You have decided to allow these people into our country that we will not know for generations to come who's in our country because they'll just kind of assimilate into the country. And even if they've committed crimes, they seem to be right back out on the streets. There are so many problems tonight. And tonight we have a lot of head shaking in America because you would have thought that would have been an easy vote getting rid of Mayorkas, or at least symbolically, even if it was never going to happen in terms of removing him, but at least impeaching him, at least trying to do that first step for history to say, you didn't do a good job. You left America wide open, and that is a huge national security risk. It did not happen. And now, today, we're also hearing this president trying to flip the script. one 800 848 9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. This is The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Rita Cosby Show. On the Rita Cosby Show, uh, shame on these three Republicans who caused this vote to fail, impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas in a stunning defeat. The three Republicans, Colorado Congressman Ken Buck, Wisconsin Congressman Mike Gallagher, and California Congressman Tom McClintock joined the Democrats in voting against the resolution. Also, GOP Rep Blake Moore joined the no side to allow the House GOP to bring up the vote again. So there's a lot of questions here tonight, and it sure looks like Speaker Mike Johnson, my point is I don't think he ever should have brought this to a vote knowing that it was not going to go through. Um, We had heard that Ken Buck all along said, oh, he didn't agree with the idea of a secretary, a sitting secretary, a cabinet secretary being impeached. We had also heard that Gallagher was saying that it opens a Pandora's box. Uh, California Representative Tom McClintock also releasing statements because all of this is coming in the last few hours, saying that 
only the issue of the border can be solved after the 2024 elections to, quote, replace the entire administration and, quote, that only can be done by the American people at the ballot box. But there was an opportunity to send a message that this behavior by Alejandro Mayorkas that has worked against Border Patrol agents and the American public, more importantly, has gone well beyond any limit of a cabinet secretary. Shame on these congressmen for voting against this. This, to me, is despicable because you see that border and you can already see what the Democrats will do. They will say, look, they couldn't even impeach him. It can't be that bad. They even have mixed feelings within their own Congress. Obviously, their issues are with the process, not the person. They seem to all agree that the por- the person and the border, those things are huge issues. But still, this was a moment to declare that an open border is unacceptable and the people who oversee it uh, are reckless and causing extreme danger to this country and derelict in their duties. And they did not deliver. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Mike, your reaction tonight. Hey, Rita. You know, um, this is, uh, it, it's really hard to believe. You know, I thought it would be a slam dunk vote to impeach Homeland Security. And, you know, securing the border Biden is starting to amp it up. MAGA, Trump Republicans, you know, are responsible for the border, are responsible for not securing uh, what should be a secure border. When is it coming to an end? The floodgates will continue to, you know, be as open as could be. It is it is reprehensible. And it's, uh, you know, it's really it's really hard to stomach you know, what we've seen so far. When will it come to an end? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, By the way, Ken Buck has been pretty consistent. Um, I also think he's trying out for a job on CNN or MSNBC. Um, So that to me is also, I think, part of his calculus. But he seems to be kind of consistent. Who I am really surprised about is Mike Gallagher and Tom McClintock because they definitely changed the scales tonight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. This Back the Blue segment is sponsored by the great GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. Goya Cares does so much to combat human trafficking and so many other things. Be sure to check out GoyaCares.com. 
And this is a really powerful story coming from Charleston, South Carolina, where police officers there were dispatched to the scene of a potential suicide during the afternoon hours as cops thwarted an unidentified man's decision and he was planning on jumping off the bridge into the Cooper River. Upon arrival, officers were able to successfully establish communication with the man, try to reason with him and persuade him to safely step away from the outside barrier of the bridge, which connects Charleston and the town of Mount Pleasant in South Carolina. The chief of police down there said, quote, this incident shows the critical importance of our training and the dedication of our first responders. Our priority is the safety and well-being of our community members in every situation. This is what we're trained for. This is why public safety matters. And I'm so proud of the professionalism and empathy demonstrated by all of the officers involved. What a powerful, powerful story. And thank goodness the man is okay, thanks to the great work of our men and women in blue. And again tonight, the vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, has failed. It is a big defeat for the Republicans, but they are able to bring it back to a vote. Now, they've got to obviously contend with what has just happened in the last few hours. The House vote again was 214 to 216. Three Republicans joined Democrats in voting against the resolution. Also, after the vote failed, Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green said that the vote is just a delay. He says the process will come up for a vote again when Majority Leader Steve Scalise returns from receiving cancer treatments. He, of course, has been getting cancer treatments and has been out of commission for some time. Um, Also, they said they were also surprised by Democratic Congressman Al Green of Texas. He returned from surgery to vote, and that changed the margins in the 11th hour to make it impossible for Republicans to get enough support. Again, the three who voted against uh, an easy vote impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, Congressman Ken Buck, Also, Mike Gallagher and Tom McClintock. Shame on all three of you, because if they had all voted for it, it would have indeed gone through and he would have been impeached. Then they would have had a hearing and would have been able to reveal to the American public many of the details and images and things that we see all the time. Think about it. There are a lot of people who learned about the January 6th commission. Remember that whole deal? And about details by those hearings, because they were covered wall to wall in all the different hearings. So even if in this case, because it was going to go to the Senate, that he would not have actually been removed, regardless, it still would have served a purpose by educating the public in this case and showing the images and letting people know the results of a wide open southern border. And this comes on a day where President Biden was using the pulpit there at the White House, um, a very powerful bully pulpit. He doesn't use it very often because every time he seems to talk, he confuses Macron and Mitterrand. You guys heard about that one. He was referring to a meeting that he had with the French president, and he talked about the guy who had died decades earlier and said, oh, yeah, Mitterrand and I were together. It was like, whoa, is he doing a seance? 
So in addition to that, he's also not doing the Super Bowl. Again, this is the second year in a row that he is not doing a Super Bowl interview. And those are usually fairly softball interviews. Not always, but pretty much. And it's tradition that the sitting president does it. Our Bill O'Reilly had a number of interviews, even with Obama. Obama sat down with him, to his credit. And Bill asked, you know, very respectful questions, but also very important questions. Did a great job. I remember when he was doing those interviews with him. I thought he did a superb job with it. And this time around, he would have had a decent audience that could have asked him some questions. It's a great time to express yourself to the American public. You know darn well if it was Trump. In the White House right now, he would take in the interview in a heartbeat. He always did, you know. But for some reason, and I think we all know why, they are keeping Biden out of view because they know that he can't even handle what might even be an easy interview. But they don't even want to expose him at all because every time he gets up there, it's like blah, 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 blah. I mean, today he goes to the White House and he's talking about the big bill. Now, this bill is a lump bill. As we all know, it has a whole bunch of stuff in it. It has money for Ukraine. It has money for Israel. It had money for Taiwan. And yeah, there's a little bit left over for our southern border. It's the $118 billion, quote, national emergency bill. And let me walk you through the numbers just so we understand it all. Because what he said was $60 billion for Ukraine, $20 $20 billion for our southern border. So that's one-third of the amount for Ukraine, for our southern border. And you guys know I'm all for defending Ukraine and democracy, but I also want to see our southern border protected, too. $14 billion for Israel. And then this was interesting. I think it was $10 billion for the citizens in the conflict zone of Gaza. So he's almost giving the people of Gaza as much money as he's giving Israel that's fighting Hamas. And then also some more money towards Taiwan, a whole bunch of other things like that. But the predominant is Ukraine. And when he started, by the way, presenting Israel, I found this really distasteful. He starts talking about Israel and he said, um, and he said, uh, yeah, we're giving some money to Israel. And then we're going to give a whole bunch to the people of Gaza to help them, to help this. It was like Israel was like a little blip on the radar, like a little afterthought which just says to me exactly how he feels about Israel and his actions, I think, belie. I think they they fall in suit with that, just given the way he has been flipping and flopping with Israel. Reports are that he's been swearing about Netanyahu in private. I mean, there's been all of this stuff. And then if you look at Ukraine, 60 billion, he kept going on and on and on and on and on about Ukraine. And then, of course, he gets to the border. Now, here's the doozy. He gets to the border And all he kept saying about the border was, if you don't pass this bill, well, then you're basically not an American. It was outrageous. It was such a despicable, divisive speech from a president at the White House. This bill allows for 5,000 illegal migrants a day. And when he talked about some of the things the bill does, it increases processing of them. In other words, let's get more of them in quicker. He didn't say we're going to remove them. He didn't say any of that. He just said, we're going to like process them quicker, get them through, get also work permits he started talking about. You see where this is going? Doesn't look like he wants to remove anybody. And why would Republicans, why would any American with any good conscience come out and say 
that they would agree or approve in any shape or form something that allows illegal behavior, even if it's not the full 10,000 like we're getting almost a day now, but to allow 5,000 illegal migrants. I'm proud of Republicans, and thank goodness the Senate Republicans finally saw the light of day. I mean, it's shameful that they were planning to bargain and go for this and trying to sell it to the House. The House said, forget it. But give me a break, because why would you allow to say, it's like saying, we're only going to rob the bank halfway. That's not a crime, because we only took $5,000 and stole it from the grandmother as opposed to 10000 from the grandmother. It's still a crime. And Judge Weinberg, who we were talking about on Katz and Cosby earlier, was saying that it basically allows Republicans, it relinquishes their ability to enforce the border later. Because if they've said, well, we're accepting this, they lose their legal chit, too. So morally, for every single reason, why would they do it? But yet Biden, you knew, would do this after three years of having a wide open border and saying what crisis the border is secure. We've also heard Mayorkas say the border is secure. They've denied it. The only time he actually even alluded that it wasn't secure was just about a week or two ago. He finally said, oh, yeah, there's a problem at the border. Well, the problem is the poll numbers, because he sees that Americans are deeply concerned, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, independents undeclared, whatever it is, they are saying that they are deeply concerned about the wide open border and the danger it poses to our country. Who's here? Who isn't here? Not legal immigration, illegal immigration. That's what they say they are deeply, deeply concerned about. And that's why Biden's concerned. Suddenly he cares about it. The only reason he cares about it now is because it's election time. So that is shameful. So today, there he is, knowing that the bill is dead, knowing that the Senate Republicans are deciding not to even pass it on to the House because they know it's going nowhere. The House said it's dead on arrival. There is no way. And even Republicans in the Senate were saying, you know, we're not going to approve of this. Thank goodness they overrode Jim Langford and Mitch McConnell. Shame on them who thought it would go through essentially at first, especially Langford because he's been one of the main guys there. So they shot that down very, very quickly. And then Biden comes out with this doozy saying the only reason it failed is because of Trump. It's like Trump, 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 Trump did it. And this is a great bill for America. And we all have to blame Trump for the problems at the border. What a outright lie. Listen to this. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps the the country. He's not for it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. So for the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. And it looks like they're caving. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine and do what they know to be right. And then he said, well, I guess the rest of Republicans are cowards. This is what the president said, the Mr. Uniter in chief. So Republicans have to decide who do they serve? Donald Trump or the American people? Are they here to solve problems 
or just weaponize those problems for political purposes? I know my answer. I serve the American people. I'm here to solve problems. It was just months ago that Republicans were asking for this exact bill to deal with the border, to provide support for Ukraine and Israel. And now, and now it's here. And they're saying, never mind, never mind. That's not correct. The Republicans said we'd like to seal the border. They wanted separate bills, which I've always thought it should be. It should always be a different deal. You do a bill on Ukraine. You do a bill on Israel. You do a bill on Taiwan. You do a bill on Gaza relief. And then you do a bill also on border. And maybe the first thing is border, since that is right here at home. So, He doesn't want to do that. Why? You know why. Because he knew that his bill was hogwash. Let's go to Tony in Clifton. Tony, your thoughts. It's a very interesting night, Rita. The first thing I noticed listening to the hearings, of course, is that no one really, very few people on the Democratic side, no one on the Democratic side expressed any sympathy for what the American people are going through. Their goal was unity. Let's just get the vote in. We don't want this. And that was the end of that. I do want to commend those Congress, the majority of our Congress on the Republican side who did a great job and worked really hard at what they were doing, because, you know, their efforts in the midst of dissenters and lack of leadership is really, you know, superb. I think Speaker Speaker Mike Johnson needs to go to the Nancy Pelosi school and get some leadership and learn how to either educate those who need it, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the field of law, because when you have just a few dissenting, and we know that we heard in the Iowa caucus and in, and in the, the New Hampshire caucus, American people are concerned about the border. So for just to have a few people think that this man is not, this Alejandro Mayorkas is not important enough, or this is not, is not um, an impeachable offense, means that they're lacking either intelligence or they have sympathies on the other side. And this really is something that Nancy Pelosi, you know, had no tolerance for. She had tools to make them do what she wanted to. I'm not aware of all of them. But this is what Speaker Johnson needs. He needed to know what was going to happen, and he needed to make sure that if they must have known that uh, Congressman Scalise was sick, I mean, there's so many things that could have been done. Yeah, and, and by the way, they should have delayed it. Even today, I mean, like, after they, they had announced it kind of yesterday that they thought it was going to happen today, the vote, and as soon as they got word, because there was word that maybe this morning that Gallagher was a no on impeachment, which was unusual, you know, there on the Homeland Security Committee. And then um, you, we also heard McClintock was sort of in the same vein a little bit as Ken Buck. And, of course, you got Scalise out. Then what happened was this other guy, Al Green, Democrat, shows up. Uh, they didn't think he was going to show up, so he gave the Dems an extra vote. But still, it didn't look like it would pass. They should have known. I mean, they should have said, you know what, let's do a thing. Let's all be honest. No surprises here. If this is where it's at, they should have delayed it. You know, they've been delaying it a week or two. And then to do a vote now, even if they do one later, everyone's going to remember the first one failed. So they wrestled with it. That doesn't send a good message. Real quick, Tony, real quick, your thoughts. This is not our country with 
was created, you know, we had the Articles of Confederation, we had to unite, we got the Constitution, and they struggled, Rita, on that, and they worked hard. There's not that effort here. There's something missing in the dissenters that don't understand that really our democracy is at stake, and they need to learn that their names are going to go down in history, because this is not how our founding fathers work. We would have never had a constitution if they all threw their hands up in the air in New York and wherever they were to get this done. They would have just walked away and said, throw it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and they have to look in the mirror and also look at the rest of their party, too. And I'm I'm stunned about Mike Gallagher because he's always been someone who has been a huge supporter of, and I think he is, uh, protecting the border, protecting our country, and shame on him tonight. Shame on Ken Buck, who, again, I think is trying for a job at CNN or MSNBC. Tom McClintock, I don't know enough about him um, on the background, but he seems to kind of go through the same thing, that it needs to be back at the voting process. Shame on these three. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, we will continue to talk about this moment. The GOP fails to vote on impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. Also, this border bill that is a disaster and where it goes from here politically and also from a security standpoint. Also, new details about the migrants who were seen on videotape beating NYPD cops. That and a lot more, of course, in the next hour. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve. From California. Steve, your thoughts. Yeah, Biden's been insulting the intelligence of the American citizen for almost four years now. His latest is that, well, everybody, I'm going to emphasize for the next however many months that it is the Republicans. They're the reasons why we can't seal up the border. Now, last week he said, just give me the power. And I'll fix it. Well, he's been president for f- almost four years. How much more power can we give you, Joe? And, you know, Joe Biden would not be possible. And rigged elections would not be possible. And R- Raffensperger, who used to be an engineer, would not be in charge of the elections back in 2020 to begin with. If it weren't for a corrupt, traitorous FBI. Well, let's go. Let's go first off to um, what you talked about with Biden, because you hit it on the head. He's had the authority. You're absolutely right, Steve. He has the executive power that he could make a decision within two seconds. And the fact that they were willing to push a bill that could limit people at the border shows, even obviously, they know how to limit it. They know how to close it, too, but they don't want to do it. Um, And in terms of the FBI, there are a lot of great men and women, I think, that work for the FBI. I do think... There are a lot of people at the top, and especially, let's go to DOJ, Merrick Garland. That guy has been a political hack, 
and it is unbelievable to see him sully the institution.